You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. It is Tuesday. It is a bye week, but there's still plenty to talk, to talk about, excuse me, with TCU Sports, TCU Athletics. I want to touch on um, something that went down in the Cal game here in this first segment. We'll break, down, break that down a little bit. And then in segment two, uh, we'll sort of go around and hit some news and notes. Um, TCU soccer, nice day for them, nice road trip for them. They got another win on Sunday. Forgot to mention that on Monday when Matt Jennings was on the show, but definitely want to point that out as they continue to roll along, and they have a big game on Thursday against a ranked opponent, but we'll touch on that in a minute. I'm, I'm noticing something happening here, and I think it's unique. I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'm on Twitter, at Steven. The show is at LockedOnTCU on Twitter. But Gary Patterson in his postgame presser after the Cal game mentioned, uh, you know, Zach Evans obviously was fantastic, had 190 yards. And he sort of took a jab at the media. You know, Gary, like most coaches, has has rabbit ears. Um, he hears everything. He likes to, He likes to – give this facade that he doesn't really pay attention to any of it but he's he's quick to sort of you know go at somebody if they were wrong about a prediction or or something that's fine that's not unusual with coaches but after that game he just made a point to tell everyone that there wasn't a lot of hype around Zach Evans like people were not mentioning him as one of the better running backs in the league going into the season uh, and he was just happy that Zach had a, a good a good day. And then I was tuning into the conference call. The Big 12 coaches, they'll do a conference call on Monday mornings. And Gary will speak uh, this afternoon. Well, actually, I don't know if he will because it's a bye week. Anyway, never mind. Um, he spoke on Monday morning in the conference call. And he was asked about Zach Evans again. And he said, nobody was talking about him being a good player, but, you know, I'm glad that he's figured it out and that he's having a really good season. And I can't really remember. I mean, I'm sure there have been maybe other instances in the past. I'm trying to rack my brain. I mean, Coach P is typically very comfortable with his team not being in the spotlight. The team seems to really thrive more when they don't have much expectation as opposed to having high expectations. Uh, And I just can't recall um, another time where he made it a point to sort of go after people for not hyping his, one of his players up enough. Uh, It's just interesting. And I don't know if that's like, that's might've been a really good, hopefully that was a really good motivator for Zach Evans in the off season that before they talked about Zach, it was, oh, well, Bajan Robinson's going to have a fantastic year in the Big 12. Brees Hall, um, great running back. He's going to come in and do some great things for Iowa State again. Spencer Rattler is a Heisman Trophy front runner, And nobody really talked about Zach Evans, I think, on the national scene. Now, I will say TCU fans are really excited about him. Um, I feel like people that follow recruiting closely – we're really excited about him. I know that Bud Elliott 
who is now with 247 Sports, I think he was with SB Nation for a long time. But uh, he was tweeting about him Saturday, just noticed that he was having a big game, and Bud's really plugged into recruiting, so that makes sense. Overall, though, I feel like people weren't paying a lot of attention, which in some ways I would say might be a good thing for Zach, just given um, sort of all the craziness surrounding his recruitment. I thought he might enjoy the fact that he was flying under the radar a little bit. But Gary is taking issue with this, and uh, it's just it's just kind of funny to me. It's it's fascinating that he's um, making a point to say, hey, this guy deserved some more recognition uh, than people were giving him. And I'm not really sure what the what the genesis for that is, um, what kind of started him going down that path. But if it's a good motivator for Zach Evans, like if they can connect with him on this idea of, you know, we gave you a chance when a lot of people were sort of out on you. We uh, we believe in you. We think you're the best running back in the league. We think you're the best running back in the country. And keep feeding that narrative, man. I mean, if it's something that's going to work, then keep doing it. And I hope that they commit. As I said the other day, and I know Matt mentioned it too, and Gary said this. He he thinks the ideal workload for Zach is 10 to 12 carries. And I understand the desire to keep him healthy. But, I I mean, I would really struggle not to give that guy 20 touches a game. It doesn't always have to be downhill running like we saw on Saturday where you're trying to go in between the tackles and getting hit all the time. I mean, it can be swinging out to him on a, on a little – uh, pass route or try to give him the ball in space in the passing game. Um, maybe even throw him back there on a punt return from time to time. I just I think when you have a weapon like him, you have to find a way to give him the ball. And yes, health is important. He's only a sophomore, but I mean I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But you might only have you might only have two more years with him. So uh, use him when you can and while you can, and use him effectively. And I, I hope that they're able to find a way to get the ball in his hands and just continue to let him flourish. But, uh, yeah, if you if you remember somebody that Gary sort of took umbrage that they were flying under the radar as a TCU player, let me know. But as I'm, I'm sitting here, I can't really think of anyone that comes to mind that falls in that category. But it's obvious that GP is kind of uh, – taking this to heart that nobody was really paying attention to him outside of people that uh, root for TCU. Okay, we will come back. We'll hit some news and notes. Might shed a little more light on the Cal game, uh, share some things that also came up from that conference call. We'll do that next. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here on Locked On Horn Frogs, segment number two. Uh, a few things I want to pass along. First, I'll start with um, some TCU guys in the NFL. I might try to have a more detailed segment as the week goes on, but uh, just a couple newsy things to pass along. Jalen Rager had a really nice game for the Eagles on Sunday against the Falcons. Six catches, 49 yards, one touchdown. Scored a TD on a tunnel screen. Um, Eagles won pretty handily against uh, Atlanta. And uh, Jalen looked good. So excited for him. He was injured most of last season. Uh, And then obviously, like, the Eagles had some quarterback issues. Carson Wentz 
was struggling, but they've moved on. They're firmly behind Jalen Hurts now, and at least in game one, the results were pretty good. Hope uh, Rager can get some more touches and some more opportunities as the season goes on. But, yeah, really nice game from him. Um, not not like 100 yards or anything like that, but 50 yards receiving and a TD. Uh, that's some, some progress given – you know, some of Jalen's struggles with productivity last year, but a lot of that was due to the fact that he was just banged up and injured for most of the season. Um, and then in sad news, Jason Verrett, who just, I mean, we all know the story there, a ton of injuries, you know, tried multiple times to make it work in San Diego. It just didn't. Fought back last year, got a chance with the 49ers, made the most of it, had a fantastic season was healthier than he's ever been and it showed up on the football field I mean he was a huge part of what they were doing there in San Francisco and on Sunday tears his ACL it was confirmed on Monday you know Kyle Shanahan mentioned it after the game Uh, I just hate it for that guy I mean I know the the agony he's gone through in the past with injuries Um, When he's been healthy, he's been great. I mean, he made a Pro Bowl there in San Diego one year. He was a really effective corner for San Francisco last season, was poised to have another big year, and now goes down again with a tore ACL. So just the injury bug continues for him. A really tough situation, and we wish the best for Jason as he tries to get back on the mend and go through that recovery process. But I know that's a really difficult thing when you're having to do that over and over again. Um, Just so many setbacks for him health-wise, but uh, hopefully the Niners stick with him. I know they really loved his play. They like him as a person, so I'm hopeful that they'll give him another opportunity next year when he's healthy, uh, but it's it's just it's tough when you keep having these injuries, so best of luck to him as he goes through the rehab process whenever that, uh, whenever that does start for him. Um, TCU soccer, moving on a little bit to another part of the athletic department. They had a, a big-time road trip. It started last Sunday against Pitt. Um, they went down there and won that game. Then they played uh, Alabama and Tuscaloosa on Thursday night, won that game 2 nothing, and took on Ohio State on Sunday. And all three of these games kind of played out similarly. Um, you know, sort of a slow start. Neither team was really able to get on the board. And then eventually TCU just overwhelmed at the end. So they beat Ohio State 4-1 to on the road in Columbus. They go 3-0 and on that road trip. They're still undefeated, uh, have not lost, have not tied anybody. They have a, another ranked opponent uh, coming up on Thursday at home. They're taking on Pepperdine. So that'll be a big game. And then after that, you really start to get in the teeth of conference play. Uh, Messiah Bright had two goals on Sunday afternoon. But this TCU team, I mean, they are just – they're deep, and they find a way to win. Um, they're outscoring their opponents at, at a big clip, and they're really not giving up many goals. You know, give up one goal on Sunday, but were able to withstand a lot of pressure early in that game when Ohio State was more in the attacking mode uh, and was able to get some good looks and some shots on goal. Eric Bell continues to do big things, so pay attention to TCU soccer. If you can get out there Thursday, do so as they take on Pepperdine and they continue to try to uh, push through this season coming off a historic year last year where they made the Elite Eight and won the Big 12 uh, title back in the fall. Big things from that team um, continue to go down and continue to happen. 
Finally today, more notes from that conference call that Gary had this morning uh, that all the Big 12 coaches are a part of. No health updates. I guess this is not surprising, but no health update on Noah Daniels or Kyrie Coleman or uh, Wes Harris, who was kind of in and out of the lineup. Um, Probably won't know until next week when he speaks again before that SMU game. And, you know, big game coming up against SMU. You find a way to win against Cal. It was sort of a struggle. It would be really nice to have an emphatic victory over uh, the Ponies um, a week from Saturday just so you can have a little confidence going into that Texas game. But pass rush needs to get better, and, I mean, that's going to be with with Coleman coming back. Uh, that'll be huge. They just they have to have somebody that can get to the quarterback. Uh, and I know Cal was doing a lot of max protect looks, and they were really selling out trying to make sure that their QB could stand in there and make plays, but somebody's got to find a way to create some pressure aside from just, you know, the occasional well-timed blitz that can get home and make things happen. Um, And no Daniels, man, you need no Daniels back as soon as possible. Uh, And and there's some mystery around that situation. I really don't know what's going on. Um, But, yes, it was a struggle for C.J. Caesar, and I feel bad for the guy. I know he's doing his best, and he's made some big plays for them in the past, and he was put in some tough situations, but it was just a difficult um, game for him on Saturday. So hopefully Noah can get back and can be healthy and take some of the pressure off uh, that secondary group as they continue to learn, and those safeties could probably really use an experienced cornerback there as well. That'll do it for Lockdown Horn Frogs today. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll continue to take you through the bye week. Uh, the rest of this week, I really want to kind of dial down more on these uh, Big 12 expansion teams. So we'll start that process on Wednesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.